Hey, I'm not gonna be a real patient guy now. Huddle up, huddle up. You know what? You're like my wife when you get in space. You just get lost. We're not posing for football cards now, offense. We're not posing for football cards. Let's play with some speed. Just get north and south. You're not Billy White Shoes Johnson. How stupid are we? Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your skull? Well, call it on Tom Brady, will you? Call it on those guys. I've never seen that in my life. Do it again. Do it again. Ho, 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 ho! Santa Claus is here, huddle up! You gotta build the foundation, man. That's what we're doing here. Nation, what is up? Welcome to the Behind the Eye Patch podcast. I am Tyler, and you may notice a little bit of change in the introduction. Usually it is our good friend Micah who is introducing the podcast, getting everybody riled up with his antics. But today you are going to have to deal with me. And uh, I, am, I am honored and privileged to have back with me today, hailing from Utah State University, occupational therapist extraordinaire, Mr. Courtney Birch, over in Logan, Utah. Mr. Courtney Birch, how are you to this evening, sir? Oh, man, I am just dandy. It's the end of the work week. Finally, some time off for the weekend, and I'm back on the pod talking Raiders football. Amen, brother. Amen to that. Well, our good friend Micah uh, is probably parked on a bank of a reservoir right now, smoking out of his, I don't know, 14-inch Bilbo Baggins pipe that he bought for himself to go fishing. So he's out of town. I did not have a voice last week, and so we are just getting around uh, on this wonderful Friday evening to record another fine session of Behind the Eye Patch podcast, which you can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on Google Play Music. You can find us on Stitcher, and you can find us uh, if you just Google Behind the Eye Patch podcast. There are several other platforms that we are available on. You can find us on Facebook. Our page is behind the eye patch. We're always posting up polls and things like that. Little, a few, a bit fewer polls this week because Mike has been out of town. And you can always find us on Twitter at behind eye patch. Um, we are excited to talk about some of the transactions that have transpired in the past, oh, week and a half, two weeks. If you didn't listen to our last podcast, I lost my voice. It was gone. I sounded like a 13-year-old boy going through puberty, which we laughed about heartily uh, for several minutes on that podcast. But I'm back. The voice is strong. Birch is ready to talk Raiders football. So, Birch, what have you got for us as far as Raiders football? Anything that caught your eye in the past few days? And then we'll run down through some through some transactions. Oh, well, first of all, I'm kind of tired of the off-season antics from all the beat writers and all these people putting out power rankings and things like that. I don't even like to look at power rankings during the season. I think they're garbage. (laughs) I think it's just a bunch of people (coughs) spouting off on their opinions. And as always, Raider Nation, we never get any respect. Uh, But we also have to prove it. That's right. But we also have to go out and prove it. So 
you know, I'm just tired of all the offseason stuff. Let's just get to September and play some football. I agree. However, there are some off-season workouts going on that have got me a little excited about things. Antonio Brown with a couple nice foot drags. Uh, this is all footage found on YouTube. Tyrell Williams with a nice deep ball. No rush on Carr, but at least they're building some chemistry at this point, which is much needed. I mean, pretty much brand new wide receiving core, right? We got Antonio Brown, we got Williams, we've got Hunter Renfro, the rookie that's out there, uh, JJ, JJ Nelson, Nelson. Yep. yep, JJ Nelson, uh, Grant, what's his last name? Or Ryan first, Grant. Ryan Grant, yes. Part, also, part don't forget the muscle hamster out of the backfield, as well yeah. as the muscle hamster's twin, Josh Jacobs, catching some balls out of the backfield, looking pretty nice. Yes, he is. That is looking better and better. Micah and I also have a uh, a bet going on with that, and I probably should address that when he's here, but I'll I'll do I'll address it twice. Uh, we have some fishing lures on the line for that birch. Whether or not Jacobs is going to have a thousand yard rushing season, I said nay. Micah said, yay. So we've, uh, we've got a little bet for some fishing lures on the line. Speaking of running backs, if we turn back the clock uh, about a month ago, we re-signed running back Jalen Richard. Five days after that, on April the 15th, we re-signed wide receiver Marcel Aitman, kicker Daniel Carlson, and tackle Justin Murray. A day after that, on my mom's birthday, shout out to my mom. Uh, we signed defensive end Benson Mayowa. Then on uh, May May second, uh, so we're talking after the draft. May second, we signed defensive end Max Crosby, who was taken in round four. Cornerback Isaiah Johnson, who was uh, who was taken also in round four. Uh, tight end Foster Moreau was taken in round four. Wide receiver Hunter Renfro uh, in round five. And defensive end Quinton Bell, who was taken in the seventh round. And, as Birch alluded to earlier, stealing all the thunder, uh, we re-signed running back Doug Martin. And, which was kind of interesting, because at that time, Birch, we had uh, Isaiah Crowell. We had the muscle hamster. We had Richard. We had our new draft pick in, in Jacobs. We have Chris Warren, the third on the roster. And we have uh, an undrafted free agent. Um, he's a fullback from Wisconsin. Oh, Eagles, yes. I think is his last name. And we have in Mr. Smith uh, from last year, the fullback last year. Oh, yes. Uh, and you also forgot DeAndre Washington. <laughs> And we have DeAndre Washington as well. So a crowded room. But then if we skip, a, skip ahead three days, we had to place Isaiah Crowell running back on the injured reserve list with a torn Achilles tendon. Unfortunate for him. Um, I think he had had a couple injuries in the past as well. And so that is, that is a bummer for Mr. Crowell. We wish him the best of luck. Um, on the fifth, we also signed undrafted free agent linebacker Tevin Coney, guard Lester Cotton Sr. from Alabama, wide receiver Keelan Doss, uh, 
and there is Alec Ingold from Wisconsin, fullback, uh, linebacker Koa Farmer, tackle Andre James, cornerback Dylan or Dylan, I'm not sure, Mabin, uh, Lucas McNeil, a guard, uh, Keyshawn Nixon, a cornerback, and tackle Tyler Reamer is how I'm going to say that. It's R-O-E-M-E-R. Reamer? Romer? Not sure. Raymer? Raymer. Who knows? Then Tyler the, for short. <laughs> yes, we'll we'll call him he's we'll call him Tyler. Uh that's an easy name to remember. Uh on this on the 6th of May, we signed punter AJ Cole and defensive tackle Ronald Ollie. Now, that name may found, sound familiar to some of those in Raider Nation because Ronald Ollie was on a show on Netflix called Last Chance U. Um, he was one of the, on the first season, a defensive tackle who eventually ended up, uh, transferring to Nichols state and, uh, from EMCC. So, uh, Ronald Ollie, kind of a, kind of a, a guy that's pretty famous for things other than football, like forgetting pencils and paper at, uh, on test day. So, uh, that anyway. I, I, I digress. And we also waived punter Drew Kayser and tackle Jamar McGloster. So now at punter, we have the incumbent Johnny Townsend from your Florida Gators, I might add. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too thrilled with him. I'd rather have his little brother, but <laughs> maybe, maybe he'll turn it around this year. Maybe. And, and it may be that, you know, he just had the professional jitters. I don't know. But now, uh, instead... Instead of Drew Kayser, who was a former San Diego Charger, uh, we replaced him with uh, I'm AJ Cole. That's that's what it is. Then Birch, kind of an interesting move here. We sign a wide receiver, Jalen Marshall, who caught the first touchdown pass in the now defunct uh, AAF football. Uh, league, I guess, A-A-F-F-L, yeah. whatever it was. Uh-huh. And uh, we also, on that day, traded old kicker Eddie Pinheiro, also a Florida kicker that we had on our roster last year. Um, well, who from- was looking promising. He was looking promising. Didn't he hit like a 70-yard field goal in practice? Yeah, he was always doing that, but then he decided to go and Pull a groin or something. Yep, he pulled a groin. We put him on injured reserve. And then uh, Daniel Carlson came in and had the most accurate kicking season uh, for a Raiders kicker in history. So his job was pretty much guaranteed. Daniel Carlson will be the kicker of the future, the former fifth-round draft pick last year of the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, And so anyway, we signed Jalen Marshall. We get a seventh-round draft pick two years from now, 2021, Birch, for uh, a undrafted kicker, Mr. Eddie Pinheiro. And then two days later, on May 9th, we waived wide receiver Jalen Marshall. Bless his heart. Bless his heart. But as the saying goes, Birch, once a Raider, always a Raider. Thank you for your two days, Mr. Jalen Marshall. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Any thoughts on that? 
I, I honestly, I feel bad for the poor guy. I do he, too. I feel kind of bad. <laughs> he gets a shot with the team. Uh, he obviously did something right to impress the team enough to have sign him in the off season, but who knows what happened in those two days? Yeah, I don't know. He <laughs> maybe he made someone upset, but he did have some return man capabilities in when he played in New York as a Jet. He did have return capabilities uh, and things like that. So, so he had that potential, but we waived him two days later. And then today, uh, on May 10th, we signed another wide receiver, Brian Burt, uh, who hails from Fresno State. And uh, I, I can't help but question this, Birch. Help me out here. Uh, he ran a 4.3140 at his pro day. He did not catch a pass at Fresno State. So what? What? What do you think? I don't know. What? Do, what do the Raiders see in this guy? I, uh, I'm, I'm curious. Obviously, Al Davis is still calling the shots from wherever he may be. I agree. I it's got to be that speed, 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 speed. It is true. Speed brick hands. <laughs> So those are our transactions. So now we are back to 90 players on, on the roster. Um, and if we, if we start at the top of the roster, we've got Jonathan Abram, our safety. They're listing him at six foot tall. I thought he was like 5'10". I thought so too. Maybe he grew over the, since the combine. He grew a couple know. inches, it appears. Yes, he did. Um, and so that, I mean, we could read through all 90 of these names, but I think that would, that would be a waste of time. We've got some stuff going on, uh, on Twitter. We, I, Birch kind of alluded to it that, that we get a little bit tired here sometimes of, of false narratives or, or narratives that perhaps just have no tread on them whatsoever. And a big thing in Raider Nation this week has been, well, in the past two weeks, Birch, has been like putting out a petition to sign a former player. I, I know this former player was on a, on a Raiders podcast um, recently, and there's been some groveling and some moaning and some groaning and some cheering and some jeering. Um. I, I don't know what to make of it, to be downright honest with you. We're talking about Mr. Marquette King, uh, who used to punt for the Oakland Raiders, number seven, um, booming leg. I will give him that. He also had some pretty good uh, some pretty good punt dances, I guess, some celebration dances uh, during his time with the Raiders. He uh, imitated riding a horse one time. He picked Sean up, Marion. Merriman. Yeah, he, he did the Sean Merriman. And did he do a Ray Lewis impression one time as well? I'm sure he did amongst many others. Amongst many other things. Also picking up a penalty flag and waving it in some dance that he, <laughs> that he knows. And then throwing it at the feet of the referee, which cost us <laughs> just a measly 15 yards of field position. Oh, that, was, shoot. that was all. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. <laughs> 
so if you know if you're if you're curious as to what that looked like, you can find that on YouTube. Just just uh, YouTube uh, search Marquette King Flag Dance, and I bet you that pops up. And there's probably some good renditions of that. But Courtney, we we have talked about this a little bit amongst ourselves, and I am of the opinion that I couldn't care less about the guy. The main reason why is because when he left the Raiders, he made a big to-do about it. He went to their headquarters. He made some videos. uh, And he also made a video. I can't remember exactly, but it had a Chucky doll in it, and he was laughing. Yes, that was after the Broncos had beat us the first time with, yeah. And uh, I believe he had shankopotamused a punt in that game, if I remember correctly. Like, it, it wasn't a great game for him anyways, but we did lose. We succumbed to the, to the Broncos in that game. And there was a, a video released in which Marquette Keene was making fun of a Chucky doll and laughing and, and so on and so forth. That never sat well with me. Um, I'm all about that. You know, if you want to talk trash and, and everything like that, go you go on right ahead and you talk your trash. But don't expect me to sit back and condone that and say, yeah, welcome back. Our punter sucks. We'll take you. Because it ain't going to happen. When you disrespect <laughs> me and you disrespect the Raiders, you're good as dead to me. Like, that is just how I am. That's how I've grown up. That in sports, it's like a killer mentality. You don't let back people who make a fool or a mockery of you. And you hold that in your back pocket, and you use that as ammunition when you play those types of people and you play those types of teams. Let your play do your talking for you. That is how I am. I'm, I, there was even a petition going around wanting Marquette King back. Now, kudos to the people that wanted to put that together, but you know what? I couldn't care less, and that's my opinion. Birch, what is your opinion on the whole let's bring back Marquette King? Oh, man. Well, I agree with you. Uh, first off, I mean, the guy obviously has an amazing talent. He's got a booming leg. He can pin it down in there. But honestly, I never cared for his antics. First of all, you shouldn't your punter should not be costing you personal fouls, unsportsmanlike conduct penalties. Those are killers. And it seems like every week or every other week that was happening. And I thought that was just ridiculous. So when we cut him, I was like, good riddance. But, and then also going along with that, after he posted the Chucky video and things like that, do you think John Gruden gives a flying rat's rear end about (laughs) bringing Marquette King back? I can tell you right now, he sure doesn't. That's why he got rid of him in the first place. Yep. Because he's a, he's a, who knows? I, I mean, I, I'm at a loss for words that people want to try and bring him back. Yes, could we use an upgrade, a punter? Yeah, Townsend struggled last year. Let's, let's be honest. He, I mean, we talked about this. Micah or anybody could have kicked better with that. With your left foot, with your non-dominant foot. I mean, yeah. Micah was actually having, like, holding tryouts. <laughs> like, I think he took his GoPro and all of his video recording stuff outside and was booting punts <laughs> at a local high school. Like, that, that's how much, you know, we wanted a new punter. 
But when somebody disrespects me like that or disrespects the team I cheer for, like I said, they're good as dead to me. So continue. I, I apologize. I was. Oh, no, you're fine. I just think, I mean, we talked about this before, too, with any type of transaction or any signing or anything like that. Nobody cares. I mean, John Gruden, Mike Mayock, the organization, they don't care what. I mean, they do care what the fans think and what they want. But bringing back off-the-wall players like that, I think, is just... I was going to use a word, but this is family-friendly, so... Right, yes, please family-friendly and <laughs> Ridiculous, ridiculous. Yes. We'll just go with that. Well, you know, I, I, will, I will go off of what you just said. I don't really think John Gruden and Mike Mayock care what we think of players anyways. If they did, we'd still probably have Khalil Mack on our team, but they're trying to do what's best for the team. Now, you may argue, well, yeah, it's best in our best interest to have a better punter, and it may be so, but I do believe that you can find other punters who are also, number one, not going to cost you 15 yards a game, and number two, aren't going to be, you know, antics and, and going out. I mean, look at Shane Leckler. Shane Leckler was a longtime Raider. I cannot remember exactly how many years he was with the Raiders, how many years he held the ball whilst Sebastian Janikowski, the drunk Pollock, uh, boomed kicks. Who, shout out to him, happy yes. retirement, go drink happy a few sh- vodkas, yep. get some golf balls. I'm going to miss I'm gonna miss sending Birch all of the <laughs> alcoholic beverage emojicons on game day. I, I, I also didn't really get to do that last year because he went to the Seahawks. But congratulations, Seabass. Congratulations, Shane Leckler both retiring this year. Um, but Do you think they like, planned that? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I know I, it, it wouldn't surprise me. They may have. They may have spoken. I know they're pretty good friends even off the field. So, um, so Shane Leckler. Shane Leckler, longtime Raider, gets cut by the Raiders or not signed. I can't remember. Goes to the Texans. Do you see Shane Leckler posting videos on his Instagram account? No, probably because Shane Leckler doesn't have an Instagram account. <laughs> um, do you see Shane Leckler dissing the Raiders organization? No, you don't. That is the definition. If we were to bring him back to punt, heck yeah. I mean, let's do it. That's fine. But I don't need Marquette King's antics. Um, and then... Marquette King, I don't know if he knows this or not, but John Gruden doesn't have Twitter. Uh, Marquette King wrote up this elaborate uh, apology and published it on Twitter saying he was sorry to the Raiders, saying he he was, uh, you know, he apologized for for making the video and, and he wanted to talk to John Gruden and this, that, and the other. John Gruden doesn't have Twitter, my friend. Like, he's not going to see it. And you know what? He probably doesn't even care. And that's, that, that's probably just how it is. We are probably not getting back Marquette King. He did have a tryout with the Texans. Best of luck. I hope that you have learned from your mistakes, grown up, and, uh, you know, go punt and, and play ball. Um, and so... I get that's all I have on that subject. Do you have anything else, Birch? Nope. Sayonara, Marquette. 
Sorry, never see you again. <laughs> what I would like to do is probably, you know, maybe I'll I'll start uh, my own revolutionary, uh, bring back a player. I'd like Marcel Reese back. Absolutely. I think Marcel Reese was a, a way underutilized running back and receiver out of the backfield. I say let's bring back Marcel Reese. I may start a movement on Twitter this week to bring back Marcel Reese. Uh, heck, we might even start one to bring back Jalen Marshall. Why not? I mean, the, the man that was with us two days, he deserves a shot. Let's, let's bring him back. Well, while we're doing that, can I make a petition? Absolutely. You petition away, good sir. All right. Oh, God, there's so many that I'd like to bring back, but... Um, oh, God, what was his name? He was a wide receiver, dreads, wore number 17. Oh, Mr. Denarius Moore. Denarius Moore. Yes. yes. Let's bring him back. Let's bring him back. Oh, what about the linebacker, C.O. Moore? C.O. Uh, Moore. Yeah. Uh, Rolando McLean. Ooh, Jamarcus. I've got to oh. draw a hard pass on those two. <laughs> those last two, I'm saying a hard pass uh, <laughs> to those. I, I don't want anything. Unless Jamarcus can play like offensive line or something now. He might be a guard. He may. He may be a guard. We could throw some packages in for him to, I don't know, can a guard throw the football? Is that legal? There's got to be some formation in which uh, that is legal. But that was that was just something that I was like, guys, number one, I don't want him back. And, and number two, like, I don't think John Gruden gives a fuzzy rat's rear end about uh, Marquette King. He'll probably find somebody else uh, in the punting from the punting situation. Um, before I forget, this is kind of this is kind of off topic. But before I forget, this past week was my birthday. Uh, I got a, a couple, couple new Raiders swag items. I've got the. I'm wearing the uh, draft cap right now. Uh, the very nice uh, silver and white stripe with silver, white, and black stripe hat. Um, and I also need to shout out to my sister and my brother-in-law for sending me a very nice mug to hold my orange vanilla Coke in whilst I podcast. Uh, it's a very beautiful Raiders mug, hand wash only. And uh, my sister said, you better give me a shout out for this. And so I said, yeah, you know what? Let's, let's do a shout out for my sister uh, for, for doing that. I mean, it's, it's, like a, it's like the perfect, I can't think of anything else better to hold a nectar of the gods in rather than a beautiful Raiders tumbler that keeps my drink cold. Can you think of anything better than that, Birch? Oh, uh, I need one of those. I have to, I'll have to upgrade my Florida Gator one, but yeah, you uh, need to throw that one away. That is, that's what you need to do. Just throw that Florida Gators crap right in the garbage. Oh, wait, speaking of Florida Gators, Ooh. one of the things that, we talked about, you know, it was all the power rankings, things like that. Projections of all-rookie team. Oh, yes. Who was projected at edge rusher for an uh, NFL all-rookie team? Ja'Kai Polite, I believe, is how you 
Is, it, yes. is that how you say his name? Jakai, yeah, Jakai Polite. I mean, I like the dude at Florida, but you got to be joking me. I don't, yeah. I don't think there's... I, he's going to be struggling to even find the field, I think, if he's the way he showed up to the combine and to um, his pro day. I mean, goodness gracious. Yeah, I just that's another one of those things. Sorry, off topic, got me a little fired up here, but no. Do you do you have a list of that handy? Oh, God, let me see if I can find it real quick. Because that that would be something that we sh- that we could that we should chat about is is the projections. Let me. Uh, I think you sent me a picture of that. Oh man, I should have had this pulled up. I didn't know that we were. And there, and here's another another picture that we can chat about as well. Um, <coughs> I am not seeing it. Crap! It was a link, wasn't it? Yeah, I'll see if I can find it. So while you're looking for that, let's uh, let's go to another graphic that uh, our good friend Micah, before he went fishing, uh, catfishing, and, and whatever. Oh, I found it. Never mind. It's right here. Perfect. NFL, the 2019 all-rookie defensive projected defensive team. So at defensive tackle, Greg Gaines from the Rams, Ed Oliver from Buffalo. I could see that. Whoa, whoa, go back to the first one. Greg Gaines. I don't even know. I don't even know who that is. First of all, he's going to have to get past Dominican Sue if he still, if he signs with the Rams and Aaron Donald. Yeah. And he's also going to have to jump Mr. Williams uh, from the Jets. Mr. Williams is not on here from wow. the Jets. Wow. And so that, uh, <laughs> that surprises me. So Greg Gaines, and then you've got Ja'Kai Polite and edge rusher Nick Boza. So no, no, Zach, or no Josh Allen there at edge rusher. Uh, I can see why they would jump over Cleveland Farrell because everybody hated that. Pit. Well, not everybody, but the, the powers that be Birch did not like that pick felt that it was a reach. So, but Ja'Kai Polite over like Josh Allen or even a Brian Burns oh, or, yeah. or Rashawn, I mean, maybe yeah, Rashawn Gary, not that great, but there were some good edge rushers taken there. That's, that's a little surprising to me. Linebacker, Devin Bush. I like that pick. Yep. Linebacker Devin White. I think that's good. There's Josh Allen. He pops up as a linebacker, but I don't think he's going to be playing much linebacker. I see him more as a, a rush the passer guy. Maybe maybe like the rush the passer guy in a 3-4 defense like he did in college. Uh DeAndre oh, oh, wait, Payton. wait, or maybe he could just play defensive end and we could you could drop him back into pass coverage like we did with Khalil Mack. That seemed like a good idea. Yeah, or we could do that, but that's too easy. <laughs> he doesn't fit the mold, okay, Birch? He doesn't Sorry. fit the mold. I know. I digress. It's still, it's still raw sometimes, but I think we're, you know, going to that, I think we're going to be okay with Cleveland Farrell in a couple we- in a couple years. I really do. I think, I think we're going to look back and be like, you know, that was not a flashy pick. That was not the sexy pick, if you will, that everybody wanted, but it was a good pick, solid player, uh, solid locker room presence, leader, 
you know, those types of things that we're trying to get our, you know, the foundation under Mayock and Gruden going. So I also digress. At cornerback, we have <coughs> DeAndre Baker, uh, who was taken by the Giants, which I could see that. DeAndre Baker didn't give up a touchdown pass in three years at Georgia. So that's that's pretty good. But I may add our own Trayvon Mullen yes. at Clemson in the ACC. Also, no, no touchdowns, touchdowns given up in three years at Clemson. Not and that's a bad playing. School. That's playing against Alabama in the championship uh, twice. Yep, twice. And some other big time schools. Oh no, they didn't play Oklahoma. Never mind. Well, they still. I mean, they're still not that Florida State was a powerhouse the past, you know, last year. But the past few years, Florida State is respectable. Uh, even Duke has come back and been slightly respectable in the ACC. North Carolina, not real great. Um, but, <laughs> I mean, they beat Alabama twice. So, there you go. Um, and, and David Long. I don't even know who David Long is uh, from the Rams. But they picked him over any other cornerback, uh, which kind of surprised me. And then we've got Darnell Savage. Uh, at safety and safety Nasir Adderley. No uh, Jonathan Abram hmm. on that list. Interesting. I, uh, I pull my neck like Michael Scott and I say, we don't get no respect. <laughs> don't get no respect. I, I mean, Jonathan Abram was the number one safety on many people's board. Bert. Yeah, absolutely. And, Nasir Adderley was like what a second round pick. He went. Did he go in the second round, or was it the third round that he finally was on? I, I believe he went in the second. Second round, but we don't get no respect <laughs> for taking the first overall <coughs> safety. Um, which that just that just boggles my mind. Um, so yeah, I I mean. On the offensive side, I would not be surprised to see like Josh Jacobs as the as the running back as as a top running back. Um, I don't think he'll hit a thousand yards, which is why I bet some fishing lures against Micah saying <laughs> that he would. Where did that? There was another graphic uh, that that he that Micah sent us. Give me just a second while I look for that. Uh, while you're looking at that. Yeah, let's just give a shout out to all the mothers this Sunday. Yes, thank you. Happy Willie Mother's Brown. Day. <laughs> yes, <laughs> thanks. And Willie. Charles Woodson. Yes, with his ascot. Oh, dude, he was so slick looking. Looking My sharp. Goodness. Looking sharp at the uh, at reminding us of Mother's Day. I, I probably I would ask you what you got your wife for Mother's Day, but she probably would listen to the podcast since we know she's a huge Raiders fan and that would definitely destroy her surprise. So I won't ask you that question. Did you I mean, I'll mother tell you. Um, so my wife, this is kind of random, but she likes, she's, she's big into working out and lifting weights and things. And we've been to the good old DI or Goodwill and bought some random weights so I spent the money and bought her some of those nice adjustable dumbbells. They're wow. kind of expensive, but the Bowflex ones? Not the Bowflex, they're the power block ones. They're the cheaper power versions. Block. 
really nice though. Yeah, so hopefully she likes those. Kind of a weird Mother's Day gift, but we'll see. Hey. We're rolling the we're rolling the dice here. Hey, that's a that's a that's a wild card though, man. That's a good one. That's uh I just I just went with the golden bracelet. So oh. uh, we'll we'll see how that hopefully goes. your wife's sleeping right now. Oh, she is. She goes to bed probably about uh, 7 30, 8 o'clock most nights. She's making another human being, so uh, I I let her off the hook with that, with going to bed. And last night she stayed up with me and we watched a, a show about uh, the town where I was born, Pocatello, Idaho. And uh, that's that's she went to bed early this evening, so I'm just downstairs in my recording my recording room and and hanging out with Birch right now. So before Micah left, this will segue and happy Mother's Day um, to everybody. Did you send your mother a, a happy Mother's Day gift or a card or anything? I have not yet. Birch. She might be. She's probably coming down to watch soccer tomorrow, so I'll get her that tomorrow. There you go. Take with her a hug nice. and a kiss. Take her to a nice seafood dinner, Birch. And, uh, <laughs> uh, so before Micah left, he sent us a graphic. Uh, and Jason Pierre Paul, um, this is going, we're, we're going to talk about him and, and Khalil Mack in comparison here just for a few minutes because we, I don't know if you know this, Birch, but we traded Khalil Mack last year uh, to the Bears. Uh, which left us with a gaping hole at the defensive end position, which we may or may not needed to address in the draft. Don't know if you're aware of that, but that's what we did. <laughs> um, so Jason Pierre-Paul this past week was in a car accident and fractured some vertebrae in his neck, and now they're, they were thinking that he was going to need re- uh, surgery. Uh, in my guess would be, I don't know what surgery they would do on a fractured spine, because uh, usually bones heal themselves. If it was bad enough, they probably would have had to have done a fusion. Fusion, as, yeah. And as a doctor, I would have said, yeah, you'll never... You, well, I guess Peyton Manning had a fusion in his neck at several levels and continued to play, but he never really got hit. Jason Pierre-Paul is a different type of player. As a DN, you get blocked, your head gets shoved back. I probably wouldn't recommend that as a doctor. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Jason Pierre-Paul will likely re- doesn't is it? It's looking like he's not going to require surgery this year for his neck. But interesting graphic here, Birch. Jason Pierre-Paul, 2018, 58 tackles, 12 and a half sacks, and 16 tackles for a loss. Uh, he was the first Buccaneer to reach double-digit sacks since Simeon Rice <clears throat> in 2005. Now, compare that to Khalil Mack's numbers. Granted, this is 14 games, so two games less than Pierre Paul. 47 tackles, 12 and a half sacks, 10 tackles for a loss. So, my question to you is, what, what does that mean? What do, what do those numbers mean to you? Oh, man. As much as I loved Khalil Mack, Khalil Mack was by far my absolute favorite Raider <laughs> in, the, in the past. I mean... Um, Even more I, so than Seawood? 
Oh, I've, I mean, I love Seawood, but I just loved, like, Khalil Mack's motor, the nastiness that he brought. I mean, when I think of Khalil Mack, I think back to the Broncos game where he was destroying, like, just running over linemen, just sacking the crap out of Osweiler. And I, I was like, oh, yes, he's going to be a Raider for life. And so when it, he got traded, I mean, I think I might have shed a tear or two. I was up at Bear Lake getting ready to go to the beach on the jet skis that we rented. And I, I, do, I would have rather just sat in the freaking truck and cried. But, I mean, <laughs> I don't know if he – oh, God. I would have thought that he would have put up way bigger and more monstrous numbers with the Bears with that supporting cast – that they had, but only 47 tackles and just 12 and a half sacks. I mean, I would have expected much more out of him getting that contract. But I, this, I feel like when players get paid lots of money, they kind of slack off a little bit. They don't have that same drive. I mean, you look at Derek Carr, granted, he didn't have the supporting cast. He kind of slacked off. Aaron Rodgers, yes, they had some changes in Green Bay. He kind of disappeared last year. Like, he didn't come up with, put up the numbers he was supposed to. So, I mean, I hesitate. I mean, even, like, our free agent signings this year, like Trent Brown, is he going to pan out? Does he still have that motivation to, to destroy people? And, like, you know, I just don't understand. They get complacent once they get the big paycheck. But... Yes, and we see that not only not only in football, but in basketball. I mean, everybody talks about the contract year. Like, this is, you know you're going to get your best because you want to make a lot of money the next year. And so, you know, th- those numbers to me, I would have expected. Now, granted, 14 versus 16 games, maybe he gets another sack or two or, you know, something like that. But still, with the defense that was around him and everything else like that, and Khalil Mack being, you know, the supposed person that you can never trade on your team because he is that good, Jason Pierre-Paul beat him in those stat in those statistics. With um, a club on one hand. Yeah, with a club on one hand. The, the man has, like, what, three fingers on one hand because he blew him off with a firecracker. I mean, that's... Yep. Yep. Throwing up gang symbols over there. Um, so, I mean, I would I would have expected a lot more from uh, from Khalil Mack with the talent that was around him with Vic Fangio as their defensive coordinator. I would have guessed they pro- that his numbers would have been better. Interesting stat, though, uh, if if nothing else. Also, Birch, I, I forgot as I was going back through some of our our chats this week. um we brought in a somewhat controversial player uh, for a uh, for a tryout, and I kind of felt like it, you've seen Batman with uh, the Dark Knight, right? Probably one Absolutely. of my probably one of my favorite movies of all time. Heath Ledger does an amazing job as the Joker, uh, just you know one of the best villains maybe ever in my mind. Uh, that has ever been portrayed on the big screen. You remember the part when, <clears throat> when he goes in, when when uh, the Joker dresses up as a nurse, goes into Two Face's room, 
And he's just like, everybody loses their minds. <laughs> that is what happened this week on Twitter. Everybody lost their minds that we brought in Richie Incognito, a, a former four-time Pro Bowl guard, for a tryout. Just a nasty guard. Nasty mean. guard. There are some issues of, yeah, of him being a documented racist, perhaps crazy psycho man. Um, but, you know, everybody handles stress a little bit differently. My father is still alive. He is not dead. I don't know how I'm going to act when my father dies. I'm probably not going to take guns to a funeral home, though. And I'm probably not going to punch caskets because I am a weakling. Uh, Richie Cognito <laughs> is a tough dude. And uh, he was punching caskets and arrested and stuff like that. Now, we bring him in for a tryout. Everybody loses their minds. He's racist. He's uh, a terrible person. There's no redeeming this man. Birch, what are your thoughts on, had we signed him, good, bad, indifferent about such signing? Well, I mean, with the... uh... With Osemele leaving, we kind of have a gaping hole there at uh, the left guard position. And we need someone that brings that nastiness back to the offensive line. So, we, I mean, we've got some good running backs in our stable. I mean, quite a few of them. We've got to decipher that. We already talked about that. I think if, I mean, incognito, he is 35 years old. But from what I read and what I saw is... The man apparently is in amazing shape. Yep. Physically. Mentally, he might need to go to the psych ward. Uh, but that's yet to be seen. But who knows? We could use that nastiness, like that motor on the offensive line. We do have Denzel Good. Uh, still kind of unproven. I mean, he did come in feeling good last year towards the end of the year. Yes, he did. But we need, obviously, we need some depth. We didn't draft anybody. Uh, at least in the first seven rounds, we did pick up some undrafted free agents, which yep. could pan out. Um, I, I like Lester Cotton. Cotton. Yes, yep, I like Alabama. Lester Cotton from Alabama. Um, but, I mean, everyone's got skeletons in their closets. Some of them just come out at the wrong times, like at funeral homes, which right. is, I would not recommend. No, I um, would not we, either. We don't know what half these guys do in the offseason. Some stuff gets swept under the rug. Some stuff comes out in the media. So could he be a problem? Yes, but so could Vontez Burfecht. We've seen that on the field. He could be one of those market king. You get a stop on third down, and here comes a late hit by Vontez Burfecht. Or he tries to decapitate some player crossing the middle. I mean, yeah, and then he drops a people's elbow on them <laughs> like that. Yeah, I, I would I not be mad if he did that, though. No, I I probably couldn't fault him for dropping like uh, a people's elbow on uh, Joe Flacco or uh, especially Philip Rivers. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind that at all. But continue, or a Travis Travis Kelsey. I'd like to see one of those yes, on him. That would work as well. Anyway, off topic. I think it would be a good signing um, if he did. Now, granted, there is pending. Um, suspension, possibly discipline coming from the NFL regarding his little incident with <laughs> firearms and caskets and fists and 
<laughs> I still don't understand how that happens, but no, neither do I. It is what it is. Um, and, and <laughs> what to, happened in now, the past happened in the past. To be downright honest with you, I think that's why they didn't sign him. I think they didn't sign him because he does have potential pending um, uh, discipline. Is right. the word I'm looking for from the league. I really do think that had he not done that, he probably would have been a Raider. I heard that Tom Cable put him through like a three-cone drill, and after one time through the three-cone drill, he was like, yeah, he's good. I don't need to see any more. Do we trust that, though, with Mr. Cable? Oh, good grief. The Cable man. I mean, yeah, that, that also comes up into play. Do we trust the cable man. I don't. Um, I saw a graphic that kind of blew my mind this week and and I wish I could find it, but Tom Cable, his offensive lines for rushing have never been higher than like 23 in the NFL. And he's perennially, perennially uh, in like the thirties, 31, 32. Not good. Sorry, that was that was for sacks given up by the offensive mm. line that he was in charge of. Uh, and so, do I trust him? No, not not so much. But <coughs> incognito, I think, would be a decent signing for depth if he does not uh, disturb the locker room. And and there were people, you know, from Buffalo coming out and saying. You guys got a good player. Good job, Raiders. That was a great signing. Uh, and so, and, and they. Well, were, yeah, because that's Bills Mafia. They throw fans through tables. That's what I want. I want players that'll throw another player through a table. I don't know if you've ever heard of Art Shell or not, Birch. Uh, you know, we're, the Raiders have a mantra, and I don't know. Uh, if if Raider Nation knows this, but it's cheating is encouraged. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. Uh, if you're not bashing somebody over the head with a with a steel reinforced uh, cast on your on your hand, you're not trying hard enough. Those are the types of players that gravitate to the players or to the Raiders. I'm sorry. I think that's why Perfect was signed. He's nasty. Can he control that? Or will he, you know, can he control that under Gunther? (coughs) He didn't always have the best luck in uh, Cincinnati with controlling him. I think, I think Gruden will light him up though. If he does something stupid like that, I don't, I don't see Gruden being like, yeah, good job on giving up 15 yards uh, like Marvin Lewis would do in Cincinnati. I, I see John Gruden coming down on him and just ripping him a new one. Um, but anyway, I think it would be a good depth signing. We've got good. We've got uh, Cotton and, and at, you know, at that left guard position or right guard position, uh, it, there's nothing really else there. And right. so, you know, we lost, uh, we lost Feliciano, bless his soul, didn't really hurt my feelings. To the Bills, uh, that was another controversial take I had. I didn't care for John Feliciano. Kind of, you know, go start for the Bills. Congratulations. 
Um, <clears throat> other than that, though, we don't really have anybody on the line to fill in there. But, I mean, it, Miller, it sounds like, is going to be at left tackle. It sounds like Trent Brown is going to be back at right tackle. Uh, I can't remember if they – we know that Hudson will be at center – and I can't remember if they had Jackson lifted, listed at left guard or right guard uh, on, a, on that tweet that I saw this week. But uh, those four, and then we've got, you know, we've got something, a hole there at, at either guard position, whether uh, Jackson moves back to left or stays at right. But for the first time in a long time, Birch, we have a right tackle. Um, yes. That is something that, is intriguing to me. We've got Brandon Parker as well, probably learning in the background. He played a lot more last year than I think they were expecting him to. Carr got destroyed because of that and because Miller had an MCL sprain uh, in that left left or right knee. I can't remember. But <coughs> anyway, the line should be better. Now it falls on cable uh, to to coach them up. But we finally have a right tackle I'm hoping that that works out. I, it's been a long time. Can you remember the last time we had a decent right tackle? No, I cannot. I mean, it always seems like our offensive line has had a hole. I mean, I mean, now we fill one hole on the right side, but now we got a hole on the left, like at the guard position. But I agree. I mean, in the AFC West, you have got to have two good tackles with all these pass rushers. I mean, you've got Von Miller and Chubb in Denver. You got Bosa and Ingram in yep. San Diego. And well, now you got uh, Frank Clark in Kansas City and I don't even know who else they picked up for their other side, but I mean high-end pro bowl caliber pass rushers who can line up on either end either exactly. side uh, or either end the, the left end or the right end and what we know with Derek Carr is if you keep a clean pocket he can pick apart defenses he can he's a gunslinger that way you get him antsy in the pocket and he throws up Hail Marys to the other team just like yes. he did last year I mean you get him antsy he I don't know what happens I don't know if he's worried about getting hurt again but he loses his mind and he just runs around and just flings it out of bounds or he checks it down just like always. So we got to give him a clean pocket. So good. I'm glad that we got some good, hopefully Miller, like you said, hopefully he'll be back and stronger and, and better and know what to expect facing these pass rushers already one once. And then hopefully Brown can come in and be the tackle that we paid him to be. That's a lot yes. of money for a right tackle, but yeah, whatever. but but like you said, I mean, we've got you've got Chubb, you've got Miller, you've got uh, now Frank Clark in the division. D Ford is gone, but he lines up offsides anyways, and uh, <laughs> and uh, you've also got uh, in in San Diego Ingram and Boza, and those those guys can flip ends, so you know it. it we can play chess a little bit easier now uh, against those pass rushers. I hope since Colton Miller will probably, it sounds like he's staying on the left and uh, Trent Brown is going to the right, but we've got a long time 
birch until the end of August. I mean, we're sitting kind of the first third of May. We've got June, July, August. It's killing me. Three months. And, uh, and so we don't even know what the roster is going to look like at this point. I think we can pencil some people in that will be staying. But there may be some surprise cuts as well. Um, I don't really think anybody on the defensive side, we don't really have a ton of talent. Um, another thing that came up this week, moving on from that, is we did not pick up the fifth-year option for Carl Joseph. Uh, thoughts on that, if any? Oh, well, I think the last time, well, the last pod that we were about the, with the draft, we talked a little bit about how he would, I mean, how when we drafted Abrams, I mean, he's kind of the same type of player as Carl Joseph, maybe a little bit better. Joseph struggles in coverage. I mean, the dude's 5'5 five, five or whatever, but he can bring <laughs> he can bring the hammer. No, I'm I love Carl Joseph. I mean, I hope he kind of sticks around, but oh god, I don't know. It's got to be kind of discouraging when the team doesn't pick up your your fifth option. However, Take it for what it's worth. John Gruden comes out post draft post draft conference uh, press conference says that doesn't mean we don't want Carl Joseph here. I think it's more of a light the fire motivation. See what you can do in a contract year. Obviously, hopefully he balls out. And I mean the Abrams and Joseph with Joiner and Eric Harris is a formidable safety group. Granted, a little bit smaller height wise. Still probably won't be able to cover a tight end, but they're going to hurt some people. Yep, they will definitely, uh, as you like to say, bring the hammer uh, back there and and in run support too. I mean, they're not they're not afraid to stick their noses in in the trenches and and light some people up either. So well, and Joseph is he's not a bat. When they bring safety blitz, he gets to the quarterback, and I mean, he's a good blitzer. Um, just. A little bit struggles in coverage. But. Yep, that happens when you're five foot nine. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, uh, apparently uh, Jonathan Abram has grown two inches since he was drafted. So that may that may help us uh, on the back end there. I feel like we're forgetting somebody at the safety position: Eric Harris, Abram, uh, Carl Joseph, Joiner. I feel like we're I feel like we're forgetting. We did not bring back Gilchrist though, did we? No. Oh, I know oh. that maybe we should sign uh Reggie Nelson back. There you go. He could come in uh and give up a few a few passes uh to Brandon Cooks. And, he could guard Brandon Cooks in the slot. Yeah, some big uh some big passes that could be uh some big plays. He could come in and, and put Sean Smith. Maybe we'll. Re- That's what we should do. We should petition to bring back Sean Smith, the former cornerback who lost a job for protecting his sister. Um, <coughs> I'm trying to. I'm. I'm just looking down, uh, scrolling through, um, scrolling through the roster as it stands right now. There's Eric Harris. I'm just looking for safeties. Carl's, Carl Joseph, LaMarcus Joyner, uh, Dallin Levitt. We forgot Dallin Levitt from Utah State. Utah State. He's an Aggie. 
Um, who else that we have on there? Jordan Richards. I don't know him. I saw him in a lot of footage, though, today. Curtis Riley. I, once again, I don't know him. Oh, Riley. No, Curtis Riley. Isn't he the one? That oh, yes, from New giant? York. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yep. So we have him. Uh, I kind of had forgotten about him, uh, obviously. So, so yeah, we we forgot uh, Kurt, Mr. Riley, Curtis Riley. I apologize uh, for that. And, uh, yeah, so that's that's those are the people uh, that we have at safety. So um, we've got a bunch of, of corners. Nick Nelson, Trayvon Mullen. Uh, we've got uh, Neander, who spent some time with us. Last year, um, Nevin Lawson that we brought over from from the Lions. Where did I, he play college at? Uh, he was a Utah State Aggie. That is correct. That is correct. Uh, <clears throat> lots of Aggies on our team all of a sudden. Isaiah Johnson, uh, our fourth-round draft pick, who's kind of raw, but has he's, he's pretty tall. That's who I'm wondering. That's that's who I'm wondering if Birch, if they bring in in certain packages to line up against a six foot five guy, a blazing speed. I think he ran like a four three or a four four forty. Six foot two, pretty decent raw in coverage. I've I've been reading. I I don't watch a lot of tape. I leave that to the professionals. And uh, I but I've been hearing that you know raw speed, twitchy. All the things that you hope you have. Now he just needs to learn the position a little bit better because he transferred or he he converted over from a wide receiver not too long ago. Um, and so, that being said, I'm wondering if maybe in certain packages they bring him in to guard a Travis Kelsey or the guy from San Diego, Hunter Henry, uh, Hunter Henry, who played uh, in the uh, played in the playoffs, right? According to uh, right him and Derek Johnson and and speaking of Derek Johnson Derek Johnson retired uh as a chief this week I think he played like four games with the Raiders and asked to be released so uh once a Raider always a Raider thank you Mr. um Derek Johnson Mr. Derek Johnson and I'm just I'm just going through some other defensive backs uh, and I'm not Oh, Conley, obviously. We've got Conley. Worley. And I don't know. Did you mention him? I did not. Nope. So uh, that's that's kind of uh, rounding out the cornerback position. Uh, I would say that's an upgraded position from last year. <clears throat> I, would, I would have to totally agree with you on that one. I mean, going, looking back at last year, um, I was really pumped when we signed Rashawn Melvin, and I don't know what the heck happened with him last year. He kind of just, I don't know, he healthy scratch. I mean, showed up for a few games. I don't know if he got on John Gruden's bad side, but I don't know. I feel like this group that we've got, uh, Conley and Trayvon Mullen, I, I actually do like Worley, mm-hmm. a bigger corner. Um I mean, I think that's a great group. Yep, moving and I forward. think Nick Nelson is a is a dark horse this year in that group. He may not be like the dark horse of the entire team, but of that cornerback group, I look to Nick Nelson to have a good year 
back from that MC or the the meniscus tear that he suffered last year prior to the draft, slipped down to us in the fourth round. And uh, I see him making some strides this year. At least I look for him to make some strides um, playing the slot, the slot uh, receiver there. Um, Birch, I, that's all of the uh, hoopla poopla, I think, that I wanted to cover. Is there anything that, uh, that, that you feel we missed in our podcasting this evening um i don't i don't think so i just going back to talking about defense we talked about all the groups um and how we feel like we've improved on the back end with our safeties and our dbs i feel like our linebacking group is is going to be a lot better we got some experience some leadership there um i feel like our defensive tackle group is is going to be great as well you got pj mo hurst hankins jelly we're still got the elephant in the room, though. Edge rushers. Have we improved and we got enough? Vanderdose. Oh, and Vanderdose. Yep. I saw him. I saw him back out on the on the field in one of those videos that was released today. Yeah. So I mean, the big question still, which remains to be seen, which we obviously got to get to the season and see how Farrell pans out, and if Arden Keys improved, got the storm and warming. Yep. James Kowser, um, looking at you, James. <laughs> Do we have anybody else other than those three? Benson Mayowa. <laughs> oh, Benson Mayowa. And then we also have, uh, starts with an M. I can't remember. We signed oh, him from the yeah. Giants. Morrow. Mar- 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 yes. Yes. And we have uh, Morrow at linebacker who I think, I think our linebacking crew is, is looking good. There's probably going to be some cuts there. You've got Markel Lee, you've got Vontez perfect, Brandon Marshall, uh, Morrow. Uh, who else am I forgetting? Tyre Whitehead. Whitehead. Yep. Whitehead. Which I'm really hoping that the Brandon Marshall signing doesn't end up like the Derek Johnson signing. I Brandon Marshall was a great player for the Broncos. Uh, he brings that. I mean, he played on a championship team defense. Brings that leadership and that, which we need. We need that. I mean, we've been banging the table for a middle linebacker, someone that can cover a tight end and a right tackle for years. Yes, and hopefully, finally, we. I mean, obviously, they're not going to be the long term answer, but. Hopefully they can get us to where we can hopefully pick up a, a keystone player there in the middle of our defense for years to come. One but. person that I did forget was Jason Cabinda as well. Uh, yes. The unsigned, uh, unsigned rookie last year out of Penn State who also came in and impressed. And then we've, and then we've got this uh, Tavon Coney from Notre Ooh. Dame that went undrafted that we signed. I've heard a lot of positive things about him from people <coughs> on Twitter that I respect um, their opinions. They say that he's a, he was very good player. I don't know why he went undrafted. Very similar numbers uh, to Devin White in, in one infographic that I saw. I've also read that he's very slow at diagnosing plays. Um, he just plays slow, whereas Devin White looks like a lightning bolt. Uh, Coney was kind of more of like uh, 
I'm sure he's faster than I am, but you know, we'll, we'll compare it to, to sludge, I guess, running with cement bricks upon his feet. Um, so that, that's kind of, that's what we've got, you know, at the, at the linebacking uh, position and, you know, the wild card at defensive end, <clears throat> and I'm hoping that he sticks on the roster because he ran a 4-4-40 or a 4-3-40 is uh, our seventh round draft pick. And I just lost his name. Quentin Bell. Quentin Bell. Thank you, Birch, for saving my, my tuckus. Um, <laughs> Quentin Bell, <coughs> did you see the stats on that guy? Let me, let me see if I can... Uh, pull those up uh his pro day stat. oh yeah ridiculous al davis would be proud oh al davis is just like shouting He's, for this guy yeah fist pumping grave. in the grave right now yes oh dang it let's see defensive let's see offensive linebackers and ends i'm sorry I, I i this just came up off the cuff and so i just wanted to read these off and and say why i'm so excited uh for these quentin bell ran a four three eight forty dude and that's at 200 and what 42 pounds is that what he's at yeah i think he's in the 240s to 250s wow um and then he had 23 reps um on 225 pound bench press uh 23 reps ran a 438 um i'm looking at let's see out uh, he had a 41 inch vertical um let's see he had a 136 inch so top nfl combine mark was 134 he beat that by two inches for That's edges. Um, no, I don't want to help you with... Dang it. Anyway, so uh, just, an, just an unbelievable um, pro day for, for Quentin Bell. We're excited. I'm excited to see what he can do if they can take that talent and mold him into just a, a pure, like a, a nasty off-the-edge speed rusher. Um, to pair up with, hopefully, you know, Farrell has got to pan out. He's got to pan out. I think Mayowa brings some stability and some leadership as well. And uh, Moro, we know he stops the run. So, obviously, <laughs> it's getting late. It's 1030 at night. I, I, I think I, I'm out of information. I got one point. one more thing. Uh, okay. One more undrafted free agent to watch. Okay. Hailing from Alameda, California, Mr. Keelan Doss, the wide receiver. Yes, sir. S bigger receiver, 6'3", 6'2", 6'3", about 215 pounds. Put up some good numbers. Obviously, smaller school, UC Davis. However, um, from what I've been reading and seeing, um, they're saying he may be able to to crack the wide receiving core, maybe be, um, I don't know, pull out a role in special teams until he can. We got a kind of a deeper wide receiver group, though, this year. Yeah, I mean, all of a sudden, it's very deep, isn't it? Which I'm terribly sad to 
have seen uh, Mr. Seth Dropperts be seen showing the door, but uh, no. Moment of silence. Uh, the dread, the dread pirate is gone. <laughs> the dread pirate Roberts. However, yeah, um, I I feel like I'm hoping that uh, we that Mr. Mike Mayock has the same luck, I guess you could say, or skill in signing undrafted free agents that uh, Reggie McKenzie did. That's the one thing I don't. Um, I won't miss Reggie McKenzie's draft picks. Um, but he did do a good job of, uh, picking up undrafted free agents apart from the draft where he got, uh, Khalil Mack and Derek Carr, but yeah, hopefully. And Gabe Jackson. Gabe Jackson. Yes. Hopefully this group of, uh, undrafted free agents will, will pick up a couple gems. Um, oh, also Jalen Richard. Yep. Um, but yeah, other than that, man, I think we've rambled on enough tonight. (laughs) Yes, we Good have. Good stuff, though. Good stuff. Lots of facts. Lots of fun things. Once again, Raider Nation, you can find us on Facebook, behind the eye patch. You can find us uh, on Twitter as well. <clears throat> and you can also phone in. If you would like to be on the show, we have a, a voicemail system that you can call in and uh, give us your opinions, give us your thoughts, give us uh, your, your, uh, I don't know, I guess your thoughts, opinions, and, uh, what you want to see going forward from the Raiders, uh, 208-557-9771 is that number, uh, hit us up. We always play the, the, uh, calls on the show. And, uh, other than that, thank you so much for joining me this evening, Birch. Thanks for filling in. Not a problem. uh, it's been fun. It's been real. It's been real fun. And now uh, I think it's time to uh, hit the hay. I'm tired. Long week. Long week. Soccer Long games week. tomorrow. It's time to get to bed. Time to get to bed. Get you, uh, get you some carbo loading going on, Bert. <laughs> All right. All right. And I will just end this call by saying just win, baby. 